Welcome to Highly Sensitive, Happily Married, the podcast that teaches you to not only have an easier marriage as a sensitive woman, but to have one that feels more amazing by the day, where you'll hear relatable stories, love advice that works, and coaching on how to have a marriage where feeling upset and disconnected is a thing of the past, and where instead, a sense of loving connection and even fun and lightness is the norm. I'm Hannah Brooks, highly sensitive person, love expert, and marriage coach, and I'm so happy to be on this journey with you. Hello, my friends. So pretty on the regular when clients and I are working on how to respond when their husband, when their partner is not being kind of a like tip-top kind human being when he's like being critical or defensive or maybe acting angrily or even yelling or being maybe controlling or just kind of like otherwise acting what most of us would call disrespectful or even worse than that right people will ask me but how can I not just be a doormat and get walked all over by my partner right or some version of that question like this is a concern right? That, that we women have and rightly so. Because of course, these things happen, right? With our man, our men being like human beings and all, <laughs> right? Who, like, I, like I've said many times, like haven't necessarily um, learned how to manage themselves uh, to show up kindly and lovingly towards our partners, right? And, and really, truly, some partners tend towards this kind of behavior, more than others. Some some of you this might not be super relevant for, but some of you this is going to be super relevant, right? So I talk a lot about responding versus reacting and handling, you know, your partner's less than like tip-top behavior in a way that isn't reactive and explosive, right? And with my clients, we talk about this and before they, they oftentimes before they really understand what I'm trying to say, um, or, or see that there are ways to work, ways that work way better than others than like, than how our brains naturally want to react to it. Right. Um, like our brains naturally tend to want to react to it, like with the defensiveness ourselves or, um, anger, um, or just a reactivity, quote unquote. Right. Oftentimes, people that I'm working with will think that they're, if they don't react in that sort of instinctual way, they're just going to end up being like, like lying down in front of their man to get trampled all over, right? They're going to be like a doormat. So I think it's a really great question. Like, how can I not be a doormat? And I'd like to extend that question to like, how can I not be a doormat and also have a great relationship, have a relationship that feels really great, right? And I think this question is so good for sensitive women because we can have the tendency to become kind of doormatty. <laughs> or, you know, we can tend to find ourselves in a relationship with men who are, you know, kind of dominant in negative ways or uh, controlling or narcissistic, right? There can be, certainly not always, there can be this tendency to, to attract people like that. Um, and so how can you not be a doormat? The answer is probably different than you might expect, unless you've been listening to this podcast for a while, and then you're probably expecting it to be different than you might 
originally think, right? So, so please do bear with me here as I explain. My answer, what I've seen really being a much more empowered way of dealing with this than normal. Because usually when people say, I don't want to be a doormat, what they usually mean is that they don't want to let other people treat them in a way they don't want to be treated, right? They don't want to let the other person do what that person does or say what that person tends to say or is saying or act how that person is acting, right? We don't want to let that person do it. In other words, we usually mean we don't want to release control over other people's behavior, which, you know, we don't really actually have control over these other people anyway. I don't have control over my partner. You don't have control over your partner. And none of us ever did, right? I mean, (laughs) I sure have tried to control my man thousands of times and it just really hasn't worked. Yeah. <laughs> so if you found a way that works, totally let me know and I'll teach you all all about it. <laughs> but it just generally doesn't work to control another adult's behavior or to try to. Right? When we say we don't want to be a doormat, what we often think that means is we need to get mad at people stand up for ourselves with kind of aggression and anger and reactivity to stop them from doing the things that we don't like, right? This is the instinctual way to kind of try to control our partner to stop behaving in certain ways. But when we're thinking about it this way, when we're doing it this way, we're actually putting ourselves in a place where we are more likely to become a doormat. Okay. Meaning we are getting our emotions, our emotions hooked into their behavior. We let our emotions be contingent on what he does, right? So we end up being controlled by them and their poor behavior, right? We get our emotions dragged all over the place and Where our emotions go, our actions tend to follow, right? So it's kind of like his action controls our action, certainly controls our emotion, right? So when we try to control them, right, and they are not going to be controlled by us, they're often going to fight back. They're going to get defensive. They're going to be reactive, right? I mean, most people aren't just going to be like, oh, honey, of course, whatever you say, right? Like, oh, I'll do whatever you say. You didn't like when I criticized you like that. Oh, honey, no problem. I'll, I'll never do it again, right? Usually that's, <laughs> that's not the reaction we get. Usually when we react to our partner kind of in an emotional way to something that they did that we didn't like, um, they're going to react to our reactions, right? And then there's going to be more conflict. And then you are going to have even more big emotions, stronger emotions, right? And you're probably going to be really frustrated to find out that you can't control him. You can't make him stop. You can't necessarily get him to change in the ways you want, right? And so in that way, again, like you actually get to be sort of more like 
a bottle floating on like a rough, violent sea, right? Waves tossed around, out of control, helpless, powerless, and and ultimately even more at the mercy of his actions and how he's behaving, right? Meaning his actions will cause you more pain and you will feel more and more tread upon like a doormat, right? So over and over I see this is what happens when we think we need to puff up, stand up for ourselves in a classic way, like defend ourselves so as not to be a victim to our part of our partner's mistreatment, right? So as not to be a doormat, right? So I want to give you an example. So this is more concrete. One of my clients, uh, you know, she had a partner who most of us would, would say could be kind of harsh, for lack of a better word. And, you know, she really didn't like it when he said certain things or started behaving certain ways. Like when he like, quote unquote, barked at her um, or told her things like you're being pissy or just generally was judgmental and said judgmental things about how she was parenting or, or any number of things. Like she didn't want to just be a doormat. She didn't want to sit there and just take it. So she would tell him, where he was being a jerk, right? How he is doing this marriage thing wrong. She'd be, she'd sometimes yell or rage at him about how she how he should not be saying such things, like, and what he should be doing instead, right? And there was always anger, anger, anger in her voice, which totally get it, right? We don't want to be treated like that. But he, not surprisingly, didn't just suddenly be like, "Oh, honey, you're so right," right? He didn't say, oh, I'll suddenly start treating you the way you want me to, right? Instead, he would roar more, right? He would get like kind of start yelling at her back, right? So then bigger drama, more negativity. And of course, the result was she would feel way worse. She would feel less respected and loved and kind of like a fish jerked around on a hook. Like he had her on the hook you know, and his actions had her emotions on a hook, right? Or, of course, she just felt like a doormat that he was just walking on, right? Not what we want in our marriages, right? So this wonderful, amazing client and I started working on lots of things to change her reaction to his tendency to get snarky and short-fused. And guess what? She's not feeling powerless and angry and walked on nearly as much. She's understanding her husband and approaching him in a really different way, while at the same time really staying way more centered and calm and being more honest and vulnerably empowered instead of like fakely empowered with rage and feeling like a victim and, you know, yelling and all of that, right? And he is being more respectful, much more respectful and even kind and compassionate way more. She didn't actively work on getting him to change in our time together. She worked on her and how she showed up, right? So here's a very different and way more empowered and effective way to define what it looks like to not be a doormat. Not being a doormat, and I know this may sound a little crazy at first, actually means letting go of control of others and taking back control over yourself. 
It means not trying to control another adult who you cannot control anyway, right? It's, so it's really futile. Futile? How do you say that? But instead, it's really about changing yourself by becoming someone who is unwalkoverable. Unwalkoverable. I made that word up. Do you like it? I will be sharing lots more specifics of this, how to become unwalkoverable in some of these upcoming episodes, including next week's where you're going to learn about how to stop being controlled by your partner. So you are going to be understanding more and more what this looks like and what it entails specifically. But in brief today, becoming unwalkoverable means more specifically deciding to say no, no matter how another person feels, no matter how another person acts, right? If saying, you know, if you know that saying no is the right thing for you, more details coming on this one. Becoming unwalkoverable also means letting other people have their opinions of you. Even if you're ne- even if those opinions are negative. And this means having great opinions of yourself and always being your own fiercely loving ally. Right? And it, it really it really involves this this part really involves separating their thoughts about you from who you are. Yeah? Seeing their thoughts as their thoughts and not as a reflection of you because they're not. They're simply not. (laughs) People have their thoughts and sometimes they're totally misjudgments, right? But they can be confused. They can have their thoughts and it doesn't have to mean anything about you. So a lot of this really entails what I call being the agent of your emotions, right? Instead of handing that agency over to him, to our partner, right? Meaning it's so important to remember where your emotions really come from. Your emotions aren't coming from their actions, your partner's actions or your partner's thoughts. You and your thoughts and beliefs and all that stuff all those boxes that I've talked about that are stored in your basement, all that sort of unconscious programming in your brain and your nervous system that's accumulated over your lifetime, that's where your emotions are coming from. Yeah? The way you're interpreting everything through all of that stuff, right? So stepping into like stewardship over your emotions by learning how to take charge over your own thinking and your interpretations and your nervous system that will make you like doormat proof (laughs) or unwalkoverable like he can do what he does and it's not going to touch you it's not going to hurt you it's not going to trample you yeah so becoming unwalkoverable also means not letting your partner's flaws and his less than ideal behaviors determine what's possible for your marriage, right? Not letting his stuff, his flaws and behaviors derail you from making the vision of love you have for yourself a reality. Being, it also means being who you want to be being who you want to be, even when your man isn't being who you, or even he wants him to be, 
right? Oftentimes when our partner's showing up in kind of a negative, icky way, it's not who he really wants to be, right? He's kind of taken over by his lizard brain, his primal brain, and his old patterning, right? His brain's wiring, all that stuff that we humans are subject to, right? So responding how you want to be responded to, being who you want to be, even when your man isn't, that's part of being unwalkoverable. In other words, it means staying in your business and out of his. It means focusing your powerful energy and attention on the only realm you really have any jurisdiction over, which is your own self. Yeah. And it means allowing this other person to be themselves and finding peace in yourself about who they are and most importantly about how you are. And from there, taking charge of your experience, right? How you think, how you feel, how you show up for yourself and how you show up in the relationship, right? All of this is very powerful. It's very strong. It's not weak. It's not doormat behavior, right? Deciding how you want to feel about someone else's behavior, deciding to feel acceptance. And again, I want you to remember that acceptance is not about condoning or tolerating bad treatment. Okay. It just means you're no longer wasting your energy, futilely fighting the reality of how things are. Right. So deciding to genuinely accept how things are at the moment. That actually frees you up to be able to do something more about it, more effectively, right? Particularly when it comes to your emotional realm, right? It frees you up to take back control over your feelings about whatever the thing is, right? And it also frees you up to address the problem if you choose to from a much more effective place inside of you, right? It gives you the power, for example, to make requests for what you want in a way that your partner can actually hear and be most likely to respond to positively, right? Which yelling and lots of giant tears and like, you know, reactivity, quote unquote, is not going to do very well it's not a way that your partner is actually very likely to hear what you're saying right when either of you are in those sort of super heightened emotional states he's not going to hear any requests right so when you're more in control of your feelings and um, back in that that place where you have emotional agency you'll be freer to make effective requests that he can actually hear right you'll also be much freer and capable of setting boundaries and then enforcing them following through on them which we're going to talk about soon because this there's misconceptions about boundaries and you know it, it will allow you to for example walk away when he's treating you in a way that you've decided you won't tolerate right and it will free you up also to talk with your man about issues and solve for them from a calm clear-headed space so you can not keep repeating the same experiences, um, but actually come up with solutions for the future together. So my really big point here is going to war with someone because we don't like how they're treating us is not actually being strong, especially when it comes to love. 
right? Our love relationships. Love is never about war. And war can only happen when you fight back like aggressively, right? So accepting someone for who they are and how they're showing up and deciding how you want to feel in any given situation or about anything they do and choosing what you will do about it to take care of yourself, that's incredibly powerful and strong. And instead of that making you into a doormat, that's being the person who walks through the door, right? That's being someone who opens new doors for herself and for both you and your partner, who opens new doors in your marriage that lead to way more mature, respectful, authentic, enjoyable, like genuinely loving relationships. Yeah? So your husband's actions don't need to make you into a doormat, a helpless victim, right? It don't mean to make you don't need to make you into someone who gets tread upon. Now, side note, please know I'm never talking about physical abuse. I don't I don't talk about that here. We're talking more about like um, you know, verbal stuff and sort of just disrespectful ways of treating you, right? Okay, so his actions don't need to make you into a tread upon doormat. And what right now feel like your man's like unkind, uncool, disrespectful behaviors that you really don't think you should let him get away with, you can learn to relate to them in a way that keeps you strong instead of puts you in that position of this victim, this powerless person who's like on the on the who's like the fish on the fish hook getting swung all around, right? Or the bottle on the waves that's getting like jostled and tossed violently all around because of your husband's actions like you can learn instead to think about and respond to these things in a way that stops you from giving your power away so again in the coming episodes i will be sharing a bunch more on the mindset shifts and specific things you can do to not just tolerate things you decide you don't want to right so that you aren't being mistreated so you don't feel mistreated and you put an end to mistreatment Okay, but for now, I really just want you to get this new way of thinking about being a doormat and notice how the old definition is actually more likely to make you into a doormat, (laughs) into someone who is at the mercy of her partner's flaws and his unskillful behavior, right? And I want you to get that you totally have the power to become unwalkoverable and thereby make your marriage into the respectful, supportive, caring one that you want and deserve. This new way of thinking about being a doormat, this new understanding here, this alone will open the doorway and make it so much easier for you to learn and implement the skills to do so, to make your marriage the one you want and deserve. So tune in next week where we'll get more specifics. I'll give you more specifics, more stories. So this makes it more tangible, more clear. And until then, be oh so well. Hey, if you have not grabbed my seven most powerful phrases to deepen connection, now's a great time because inside it, I give you some very specific ways to language things that will be highly effective in putting an end to any of what you're perceiving as your partner's mistreatment. So go grab that free guide at the link in the show notes, or you can just head over to my website and 
there's lots of places where you can just grab it there. It's pretty obvious. The website is www.lifeisworthloving.com.